0: So late-breaking news that came through after we finished recording. Vince McMahon is retiring from WWE amid the company's investigation. This leaves Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan as co-CEOs of the company. Uh, what? <laughs> it's so weird to, like the first I saw of it. And it wasn't – it was outside of our group text. Well, we introduce all me first, Hal. This is a weird day. Julian is here with me. I Well, I was going to I, – Julian, you're here with me. This is a weird time for all of us. But I, I saw it. I was like, this seems like a weird way to announce it. This doesn't seem – I mean, it's – like it is as quiet an announcement as possible. Of course, it quickly spread and, you know, it it certainly warrants discussion And and they can't keep it private. But it does feel like, hey – Uh, I retired, so now I didn't do all of those
1: terrible things allegedly, right? My guess is that there's going to be a Wall Street Journal news drop uh, at some point this weekend Mm -hmm. with more Mm -hmm. stories, more accusations, more of everything so far. And they decided this is their way of getting ahead of it. I get the sense that keeping this company in the family is very important to him, so he will try to keep all of the attention on him. And just let Stephanie go off and control the company and control the, their vision, as it were. I just like, there's just so much. And I don't even know where to begin with all of it. I was just like, I was very surprised more than anything else. Like, cause I, I, I could leave the company stuff behind. It just feels weird to live in a world where Vince McMahon is not going to be responsible for the creative direction of wrestling. <laughs> for the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah, I mean, we look, it looks like our main event was well-timed <laughs> in terms of here's a retrospective of what he did, and we don't have to do another one because now we've gotten yep. it all out. Number one, there's no way there won't be collateral damage out of this. It depends on mm-hmm. what comes out.
1: Who knows who gets in trouble or what? We just don't know. It's It's – and who knows who just decides to leave because they were like, I came here for Vince McMahon. And well, yeah.
0: Brock left. Brock is uh, yeah. reportedly has <laughs> left SmackDown. He will
1: not yeah, be. Who there the hell tonight. knows if he'll be at SummerSlam now?
0: I have a feeling that the money will will win out. I mean, he has to yeah. keep that ranch going. <laughs> but the other piece of it is, as long as people he installed remain in place, who's to say? that he can't still be involved somehow. Now, for him to officially step down, I know mean, that's one thing. He's not going to be sitting in Gorilla anymore. I don't know who sits mm-hmm. in that spot, who's actually going to run the shows, if it's going to be Kevin Dunn, if it's going to be Bruce Pritchard, if it's going to be Triple H. I don't know who, who Who knows? That'll mm-hmm. That'll bear out over time. But it also feels, you expect, just because it's of how much he's invested
1: in it, that there's no way he isn't going to try to find a way to control things Silently, right? He did confirm that he is still going to be the majority shareholder of the company. Sure, um, And that was in like their official little PR release that I either got passed around or maybe got sent to media personnel. So I I feel like his influence is not going to be rooted out for years to come. Now they're saying Laurinaitis is effectively going to be done with the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some word that maybe Kevin Dunn is going to be out too. Where's that word? And I feel like you threw that out there like you put the
0: word out. Hopefully,
1: it's Boolean Jarrell. Actually, oh, that's right. Know, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No relation. You don't know that guy. Let me see. Yes, and okay, and it was SAP. That's like uh, that's pointing out that there are implications that Kevin Dunn uh, could be caught up in all of this as well. Sure. So it's it's one of those things where we won't really see the fallout until like next week following week after that, probably for the rest of the year, there will be little things that continue to happen. Because I am not really sure how sustainable this Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan CEO tag team thing is going to really be yeah. for the long run of things. I, do, I mean, Stephanie is still listed as chairwoman, whereas Nick Khan is not going to be on uh, responsible for, uh, I guess, being a, chair, a chairman himself. Right. Like, is he just going to – is it just like they're going to split responsibilities with the intention of maybe seeing if the board wants to vote one of them as permanent CEO after a while is – like you know, are one of them? Is this power vacuum going to lead to them kind of like trying to pull po- politic their way and make sure that one of them takes control? I don't know. It's or are they all very succession. Are they dividing up
0: the the tasks for for their mm-hmm. respective strengths in the in the interest of keeping the company going, in the interest of growing? You know, everything now is serving shareholders. When you are a publicly traded company, you are beholden to shareholders. Vince McMahon and everybody else who owns who owns shares, the, any voting shares, in particular. So. You know there is a way that they could effectively split up. Like Nick Khan is not a wrestling mind; he's a business mind. Stephanie McMahon is probably, probably a little bit in between. She certainly has a a mind for the business, and she's yes.
1: and for branding and global outreach and whatnot. she understands yeah. that
0: stuff. And and Triple H is has certainly an ability to work with talent. I mean, what he did, you know, he's such an interesting person in all of this because. Certainly, there was a time where he rose up top heel in the business. Then he's on television all the time, and and there are there are people I know who are even uh, you know good friends of mine who are like, I hate Triple H because for a long time everything everything in the company revolved around him, and everything <laughs> that he did was in service to himself. Twenty minute segments mm-hmm. to open up Raw every week, giving right. himself the, the longest or second longest match in every WrestleMania, regardless of the quality. You know, mm-hmm. it was all about promoting himself. I guess uh, I'm uh,
1: back. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm a name. I'm bankable. Uh. <laughs> but it's it's undeniable that under his watch, no matter how many people take responsibility, and there are a lot of them that made NXT successful, that under his control, NXT was not only an effective third brand for WWE, but but maybe their hottest brand for for an extended period of time. So now with him back you go, "Oh, well, could he could he work that magic on the main roster absent absent of Vince McMahon to say no to everything. Like we have as many people as Vince has relied on, it's every the buck always stopped with him. Who does the buck stop with now backstage? Who does the buck stop with creatively? Because for us as fans, it's really all about the finished product that we get to see on TV and 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 wherever else you get your, they're not pay-per-views, whatever they are. I don't, I don't don't even tell.
1: I mean, look, I honestly, I feel like that whole, like we gloss over the pay-per-view thing and how they're on Peacock. I think that Peacock thing is going to be their saving grace for a little while because you've seen it like ever since they moved from the WWE network over to Peacock, every single one of their pay-per-views is always the most seen money in the bank in history, the most seen WrestleMania Mm -hmm. in history, blah, 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 blah. And I think right now that, like because they are free from having to watch over an infrastructure and having to push a network on their own and they can just hand all that over to NBC and just be like, you guys keep getting people on there and maybe they'll decide to tune into Summer- to SummerSlam because they heard a lot of crazy things were happening behind the scenes at WWE. I think that's going to, that's like, hey, at least we're still, you can still point out that we're making money through all this, even as our founding figure stepped down amid a bunch of controversy. He's, we're still like making money hand over fist when it comes to the, when it comes to uh, people wanting to watch the shows. And I'm sure that, you know, ratings for SmackDown and Raw are probably going to be pretty strong for the next month or so. Mm-hmm. So that's all going to be like, I think from that, from their perspective, they're not going to be feeling the panic yet. I think what we're going to have to see is, you know, like eventually they're going to have to show that they can continue to grow because, you know, that, that's what every that's what the shareholders always want is they want more money, they want more, they want signs that the the brand is strong and so forth. The other big thing with Triple H is that I feel like with Vince McMahon you have a lot of people who I just frankly didn't have anything good to say about him. With Triple H, I feel like it's the opposite. After they left, in some cases, after they got fired, they never have anything bad to say about Triple H. Whether that's because they feel like they need to not burn a bridge or it's because they genuinely feel that way or a mix of both. I feel like triple H has enough goodwill for him to kind of be like, you know what guys, i no matter what happens, I got your back. You know, I'll be like, I will make sure that everything that I do, everything I can to make sure that like we do right by you guys in these situations. So whether regardless of how true that is, he's probably, bu- he's, he could be bullshitting in some sense, like everybody else always would be in his, in his, um in his position. But, that is isn't that is an asset when you're a person who has to be in charge of people. Well,
0: one thing's for sure for all of these people that that fans and, and talking heads alike have advocated for one way or another is that there's no one left to blame at the top when the things <laughs> that they do don't work out. So here is the rest of our show as we recorded it. We will have lots more reactions to Vince McMahon and his retirement next week in our last episode before SummerSlam. More on the story as it develops. I'm sure we are not done hearing about this, and and we will have a whole smackdown to talk about by then. Yeah, so don't
1: worry, that was it. Actually, no more news. What, that's it. What no wrestling more news, news could done.
0: possibly happen? Wrestling news is dead, yes. and uh, that's it. We've uh, we've here. We are. That's it. Yeah. Enjoy mm-hmm. the rest of this episode recorded by four innocent souls who didn't know <laughs> what was about to happen.
1: Tyson Fives Podcast. Wrestling
0: Podcast Tyson and Podcast Tyson and Bites ni <laughs> That's a special song for San Diego. Welcome to Tights and Fights, <laughs> the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the reigning, defending, undisputed heavyweight champion, Hal Talk Lesnar Lublin, and I'm Love joined today it. by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the Beast Dan Carnett, Danielle Radford. Hell yes, I am. That is true. And the Kelkerer Lindsay Kelk. Hello. Breaking news. Woo! Breaking news: Triple H is back, spitting his water into the air, returning as the EVP of Talent Relations at WWE, effective immediately. Guess the ticker is doing well. We're happy about that. Very happy about that. Mm-hmm. True story. Um, so, in the in the vacuum of Vince McMahon i I have a question, and i I do want to hear what what you were going to say, mm-hmm. in the vacuum of Vince McMahon not being there anymore, and Stephanie McMahon coming back in to help run things, and now triple H returning, does this affect your hopes has it or has it arisen hopes for changes at w w e that you think are needed personally? <sighs>
2: I have done this rant before, but I will go ahead and uh, take it back off the shelf, uh, dust it off, uh, put it back on the old record player, uh, drop the needle on it. It just, uh, they, look, I, dude needs to go, obviously. Any, any change from that is probably going to be positive change, but this always smacks of again when Stephanie was like, "Hey, remember when women wrestling wasn't respected and 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 women used to have terrible short matches? It's that's awful." And it's like that was you. <laughs> who do, who do you think did that? You were working there, like yeah. Triple H was working there while all of this was happening. Stephanie working there while all of this stuff was happening. Obviously, I do think. I mean, I I I'm excited about it. I think that. Everyone, the talent loves him, and the talent seems to be stoked about it. So that is obviously a very positive thing. But it's also like, it's still a business that's worth a bunch of money. Um, But it it does, it makes me cautiously optimistic. But again, it's one of those where it's like, I really hope that they don't start patting themselves on the back for being a sea change when it's like, you're the sea. You're you're the (laughs) sea.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's the like the school bully going, remember... Back when that guy used to give everybody wedgies and was pushing kids into trash cans. That was terrible. Okay, yeah, glad
2: I put a stop to that. And it's like, well, no, yeah. you just stopped doing it. Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Lindsay, what do you think?
3: Uh yeah, I'm I'm happy. I'm i j- I'm trying really hard. I'm not having I'm not in my finest season as a wrestling fan right now. This is not my <laughs> most golden time of being like, fuck yeah, wrestling. I love that stuff. Like right now when everyone's like, Hey, I hear you're a wrestling fan, I'm at the point where I'm like, Yeah. You know, instead of being like, oh my God, yes, let me tell you why. I'm at the like, "Mm mm-hmm, who told you that?
1: Like, like, now I have to
3: fuck that person up. So I I won't lie and be like, this is the best thing ever, because I don't feel like that very much about Mm -mm. much of what's happening in the industry right now. And again, a lot of that's colored by what's been going on. But in the interests of not hating the thing i love which we all hate the thing we love sometimes that's part of loving a thing very often is you know having negative feelings towards it in the interest of leaning into the positive feelings yes i absolutely feel like this is going to be so well received by the talent and that's always whose team i am on when it comes to anything like this i'm team talent i'm team the people that do the thing that i love not team the people that make the money off the thing that i love which is generally how i feel about most things in the world what does it mean? Because it's like, oh, Steph's in charge now and she brought Triple H back and put him in charge of talent relations again. Fuck yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's get rid of some of those assholes. I know they are the sea. I know they're in, they are They <laughs> are literally like Flounder and fucking Sebastian. They're down there <laughs> being like, oh no, she wants to leave, but we're not actually doing anything about it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Stephanie is literally Sebastian, right? Conducting the orchestra. So, oh, yeah, oh, there's a fun analogy. And then Vince would be King Triton but like is he actually Ursula is Tony Ursula I don't know I don't know you guys <laughs> I haven't got time to play this out properly but I'm happy
0: Let me ask you a question you you talked to you you just talked about not being thrilled with the state of wrestling right now Yes Wrestling has at least for the last I don't know 40 years or so cycled it just it's cycles endless, for sure. It's red hot yeah. everyone's into it there's a ton of good stuff happening and then we reach this doldrum where it's not so great And that can be for a variety of reasons It can be the products become stale It can be outside factors Kind of pressing on the industry It could be culture changing And even in that Even in the, even in its lowest lows There's still good stuff to enjoy Do you yes. feel like this Is there an era of your fandom That you feel like this is a return to Or are we in, in unprecedented Waters for you in terms of, I don't of, think it's
3: unprecedented. Yeah. I've always sort of ebbed and flowed with it. I'm I'm at a I'm at a lower fucking ebb right now. Mm-hmm. I'm at a real low ebb because there's very little happening on any of the shows across any of the brands slash companies that makes me feel like I have to see this.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
3: I think it happened quite quickly because I do like right after. Um, Rhea Ripley joined Judgment Day which was like two minutes ago in wrestling time Uh, I was like fuck I gotta see Raw I have to see Raw and I tuned in to watch Raw live like three weeks in a row to see what was going to go down with Judgment Day mm -hmm. and I I know it's no one's fault that Rhea is out that she's not cleared like but even just Rhea going I was like well don't give two shits about this anymore now Uh, it happened very 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 fucking quickly and you know, I still love Becky, but do I need to see Becky Bianca again? Like, will it be great? Yes. Am I here for it? Will I watch it? Absolutely. But do I need to see it live every week? Is that making me watch the show? No. Do I love Liv Morgan? Absolutely. Am I going to make make it priority viewing to see SmackDown because Liv is champion? No. Like, I just, you know, there's nothing happening on AEW that makes me think I must see this. And I think it's partly people being out, partly people being injured, Mm. partly we're in that summer slump, you know? We're, like, really far away from WrestleMania and we're really far away from... I think SummerSlam's just kind of, like, a thing they do, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) SummerSlam really just feels like a thing they do. Uh, So I just feel, like, a little bit off on it all at the moment. Like, the G1 this year is doing nothing for me at all. Also, I'm just pretty pretty down on all the business of wrestling at the moment. It's really hard to watch AEW and enjoy it. And I I love that people do. And I I know we, I don't want to turn this into a why I don't love AEW. I love that people love it. I love that people like have a passion for it, but I can't enjoy it on that level. And I have tried um, because it's just not for me. And that's fine. Like it's for other people. That's great, but I can't find that passion for it. New Japan, the way they treated Kota Ibushi, I found so distasteful and so unpleasant that I've had a really hard time getting into the G1. Plus, that like, we're really not seeing anything you haven't seen before if you're not up to date on it. Like, would you believe Okada's winning its group? Uh, <laughs> you know, there's your G1 update. So I'm just having a hard time right now. But it's still on in the background because wrestling's always there. And it will come back.
0: Are you in the
3: same place, Danielle? Um, yeah, there's not a
2: whole lot that's, like, super floating my boat right now i mean obviously like there's stuff on every show where i'm like oh this is neat oh i really like that i really really enjoyed that but uh, yeah as far as it being like i've got to watch this thing right now i can't i can't wait for I i have to watch it before twitter spoils it for me like i need to see this live i need to see what's happening right now there haven't there hasn't been A whole bunch of it. And it is, it's definitely like it's a regrouping period right now. There are so many people who are out and injured. And you can feel it. You can feel it on the shows. You can feel it in the writing. Like, you you can tell. And again, that isn't anybody's fault. But that's what's happening right now. You know, I'm still watching it. It's wrestling. Fucking love wrestling. Wrestling is great. But yeah, this isn't like, I'm I'm waiting and hoping that post SummerSlam things will start to pick back up.
0: Business? You think, are you, you saying business, business is about business. to pick up?
2: Yeah, I, I think business will pick up after right. uh, after SummerSlam, right. I'm hoping.
0: Well, let's talk about the things in wrestling that we en- enjoyed this week, things that made us happy. I'll, I'll start.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Can't believe I'm saying this, but that Paul kid being on <laughs> Raw, and here's why it makes me happy. Number one, decent promo. He's mm-hmm. a decent promo. Let me
1: explain. I was teaching you. Yeah. Teaching me what, Miz, because the only thing that you taught me was I had to come back to WWE, sign a WWE contract, so I could beat your ass one-on-one at SummerSlam.
0: What makes me happy is feeling the energy of an arena full of people that want to boo him. I don't want to cheer for Logan Paul. He's not a sympathetic character, not at all. That's not how he's created himself to be.
3: I thought you were going to go full Zeus on that for a minute. I really did. <laughs> like, I don't want to cheer for Logan Paul. I don't want to cheer for Paul at all. I really thought you were going to go there, Hal. <laughs> I won't.
0: I won't. I will not cheer him on a boat. I will not cheer him with a goat. I <laughs> I, I, would I cheer uh, him with a goat. That, that crowd doesn't want to cheer him. Nobody does. He's not a likable person. That's just not... Even as a performer, there are people Julian who. Julian wants
3: his Pokemon cards. There are people he wants them so who. Get, bad. Exactly.
0: Get, I wish you had those Pokemon cards. I would rather you have them, Julian. I don't buy into the self made story of it all. I, like, there's just nothing. He has no discernible talent except the talent to piss people off and provoke people, which makes him a, a good candidate to be a pro wrestler. We've seen physically he's capable of going in the ring in limited amounts. Mm-hmm. So. Him delivering a decent promo, that that was like, oh, that was good. But I, I really enjoyed more like the Grinch. I had hair curling up on the top with a big <laughs> smile <went laughs> on to my eyebrows of like, they want to boo him. It's okay to boo him. <laughs> Don't buy into this baby face version of Logan Paul. that They tried to sell you that you did not want a year or so ago. And then they brought him in as a heel. That went over gangbusters. Now you're trying to bring him in as a heel again versus them. It, just have it be an asshole off. Have it yeah. be an asshole yeah. off. Yeah. He doesn't need to be a fa- just the wrestling one another and getting booze the whole time. People
3: are reacting.
0: The Miz yeah. doesn't work as a, as a baby face. No, because he's a
3: heel. That's yeah. who he is, and he can be the heel you hate slightly less. That's yes, still yeah. that's still a great place for Miz because you know we love to hate the Miz. And there's a difference between loving to hate the Miz and just genuinely fucking hating Logan yes. Paul so much yes. that you wish a hole would open up in the ground and swallow him alive. And I, I think that's why this is magic and that's why this is genius. And I've seen so many people be like, it's terrible. And I'm like, it is of the few things, honestly, that I am engaged in. One of the few things that I am engaged in, because I want to see that. I just, I can't think of a word that's appropriate to use. I want to see that man's face pummeled into the into the ground I want to see him eat the mat yes. I want to see the Miz jumping up and down on his back like a baby I want to see the Miz hitting him with his own hand shouting why are you hitting yourself why are you hitting yourself like that's <laughs> what I want out of this so badly
2: oh man just like a great outlet for all of my hate
3: it's a really smart move um, same with I think them realizing at last that they're not gonna make fetch happen with Lacey Evans like she's never gonna be a baby face let the people boo her we want mm-hmm. to boo a thing. Give us a thing to boo. They've given us Logan Paul. They're giving us Lacey Evans. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. correct. Let me boo the thing.
2: I would rather Lacey Evans just not be on my TV at all. But if she's oh, there, same. I'm going to boo her.
3: But if we're gonna have the January the sixth of it all <laughs> running around, then oh, I Lord. want to boo the shit out of it. So like, at least they've had the sense. If they could have her recreate that video of Josh Hawley running through the fucking Capitol, <laughs> that's her entrance, scampering she just to the through. Yeah, right? just just Lacey Evans scampering through the fucking arena. Oh, I I will. I'll boo it. Give if it to me, and I'll boo it.
0: We need someone who listens to this podcast to loop josh harley running and set it to the ultimate warriors entrance music that's what we need that's what he would do he would run doesn't matter how far it was he would run blow himself up and then not be able to do the match danielle what made you happy this week all
2: that shark shit on (laughs) AEW was so dumb and it was so fucking delightful nyla rose going up and like Jump scaring people and dressed as like Left Shark from the fucking Katy Perry Super Bowl is like the best thing that ever happened. It was it was fantastic. I had so much fun with that. It was such a like dumb gimmicky thing. And it's funny because it is the kind of thing where I'm like, usually people who like AEW, this would be a thing that they would not be into, like if it was on anywhere else. But for me, it is exactly the kind of shenanigans that I like is all the weird shark stuff. Um The, the show itself, not great on a whole um but there could be a uh, million reasons for that um i do think if you're gonna have people in like a barbed wire shark cage you should probably end the show with that that should probably be how you end the show yeah. that just seems like a or big at least thing. end
3: it with nyla in the left shot costume like, Dancing. just have that be the whole show, actually. Yeah. The Nyla Rose know. Left Shark Hour. I would oh watch God. that show. I'd watch the shit out of that show.
0: By the way, song. congratulations to Athena for making it back on television.
3: Right? Right. There she was. Primetime, baby. Not tucked away at 10 o'clock on a Friday or somewhere on the internet. Yeah. Primetime, baby. You're prime not going to win, baby. but yeah. primetime, baby.
2: <laughs> I really like that. I loved Dan Housen going for Ricky Sparks. And Ricky doing his Danhausen impersonation in the middle of a promo. That was really cute. Next week
0: on Dynamite. You, st-
1: you still can watch it at home. Don't worry. It's going to be absolute Ricky Starks versus ah, Dan Housen for the
2: FTW championship. So, yeah, those were some things that, that I was like,
0: oh, this is fun. <laughs> I enjoy this. Lindsay, did anything from wrestling make you happy this week?
3: Um nothing from nothing from wrestling made me deeply okay. unhappy. Okay. but well, there was there very go. few things that like popped out for me. Like yeah, I I I saw a bunch of AEW stuff that I was like, Oh, okay. Um <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> no in a no, bad way. No, but, well, but it is a pretty fucking low bar for me these days. And we'll talk about what made me happy. but I, And I don't think it made me happy, but it did make me go, ha! Uh, when Darby Allen lost again. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, that. fuck me. Just leave, Darby. Just fucking leave. Like, what are they doing to you, baby? I just want to take him in a corner and be like, it doesn't have to be like this. It doesn't Stay have away. to be like this. And he's just crying going, but it does, though. But it does, though. Oh, Jungle Boy coming back made me happy. There you go. That was the thing mm, where I went, oh, that, that guy. Me. Although that just- like he's gone for like a minute. But I'm, still, I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm really
2: interested to see how that plays out because, like, what? So, Luchasaurus is just like he's 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 for the streets, man. Like, Luchasaurus, <laughs> he'll he'll go with anybody.
3: Like, he's just yeah. like, well, Just I'm, the wind blows, way the wind blows, well, the way, well, the, the, wind the, way blows. the dinosaur is going. We're, but all of his friends are extinct, Danielle. What is yeah. he supposed to do? But no,
0: it's true. He's trying to avoid that asteroid. We're led to believe he is pulling like a Donnie Brasco or a Serpico. Yeah. So. so a great it, obviously it felt like they they broke the two of them up too quickly so it's nice mm-hmm. to have them together yes but also what about it. those people that he beat the shit out of are we gonna talk about that at all or is it just no. collateral damage no, i would love to fine. see it feels like it would be something new to have somebody come back and be like i was you know i was really with you all along and blah 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 but then the people he beat up go like no you're yeah,
2: <laughs> your shit has your, nothing to do with shit. my shit. This has nothing
0: to do with me. Why did you kick my face off? Yeah, why did I have to be part of this? No, for you're, lulls. You're yeah.
2: for lulz,
3: sir. I say yeah. for lulz. and I me- say good day to you, sir. It's <laughs> yeah. that Nene leaks clip. Like, why am I in it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kiss y'all. Be grateful yeah. you're on television. Honestly, yeah. be <laughs> grateful you made some money this Just week. Be, yeah, right. so. you got
0: paid. Congratulations. If you've got any thoughts on all the things we've talked about from this week in wrestling or the things that we didn't cover that made you happy, tell us about it in your Facebook group. Plus, you can hear more about what we thought about wrestling on our individual Twitter pages. You can find links to all of those in our show notes. When we come back, it's tales of an amazing wrestle pet and his iconic owner, but mostly the pig, for the main event. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Lindsay...
2: I've got a business proposal for you. Ooh, lay it on me. Picture this. Food that's delivered straight to your door. I'm picturing it. I'm picturing it. In a tasty bottle or a delicious square form. Okay. Four corners. And it allows you to avoid expensive drive throughs
3: time-wasting cleanup, and tiring cooking. Danielle, I, I don't want to interrupt. And I don't want to stop your flow because clearly genius uh-huh. genius is happening. Thank you. But it does obviously. sound a little bit like you've ripped off the idea of our sponsor, Soylent. No,
2: this this was all my... I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah.
3: I, I mean, you did. And I understand because I love to take my pick of the Soylent Complete Meal, Complete Energy or Complete Protein. And I know you have a favorite, which is why you decided to respectfully steal from them. It's not stealing. It's no homage, first of all. And secondly, obviously, like eat food.
2: Food is great. We love food. We're not saying don't eat food. But we're saying that, like, look, sometimes you're like me. uh, I don't always remember to, like... I don't really do breakfast like I, I try to. It, it isn't a thing where it's like, I skip breakfast. It's like, no, like I'm not good at remembering to do things. The soylent protein is just like an easy way for me to be like, OK, I'm getting my calories. I'm getting my proteins on like I'm making sure that I am still taking care of my body because I don't like to like eat big things. Also, I, look, I'm trying to cook Man, I'm trying (laughs) to cook more, but I'm definitely not. Like, and I love breakfast, but I do breakfast for dinner. I'm not doing, I'm not getting up and cooking. I got stuff to do, like more sleeping and play Wordle, watch wrestling. Like, I'm not doing it. So, yeah, obviously, eat food. Food is amazing, but. In those moments where you're in a rush or for some reason, you're just like, I I can't right now. I just need like a quick snack. That is
3: where Soylent comes in. It is genius for that. Uh, We recorded really early this morning and I thought, what do I have that I can put in my body that will keep my brain going while I talk about the wrestles? And it was a Soylent bar. It was a Soylent square, which is really Mm -hmm. where you fell down because that's where I figured out what you were doing. You could have picked any other (laughs) shape, Danielle. You could have picked any other shape. It was the corners. Yeah, it was the corners. It was the corners that got you and it was the corners that tripped you up. But I'm afraid, Danielle, not only does this business that you're ripping off already exist, you can get it for a discount. Anyone listening to this can get Soylent for a discount. If you go to Soylent.com forward slash tights and use promo code tights, you'll get 20% off your first order. That is Soylent.com forward slash tights and promo code T-I-G-H-T-S for 20% off your first order. In the briefest time, I feel like we got to know each other.
1: Bro, I appreciate you so much for that.
2: Do you read minds or what? It's really a very sacred space you've created here.
1: <laughs> bullseye! You've hit the bullseye, baby! Bullseye! Interviews with creators you love and creators you need
3: to know. From MaximumFun.org and NPR.
1: Tides of
0: Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. It is now time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to run. Anal bleeding.
1: Whoa! Whoa. Oh, I love Kate. Kate, on a hard-fought victory. Live, how? What?
0: Never. Oh. Back. <laughs> what? It's what? The, it's the, it's such a soft landing. Alexa Bliss has been back for a few months now, and instead of competing for world championships, she's working to find her footing and messing around with the twenty-four-seven title in the meantime. But before we get to her, we'll talk about her very briefly. Let's talk about her pet pig, who touched the hearts mm-hmm. of millions. Before he left us too soon, may his memory be a blessing. Olovo Shalom, Larry Steve. Larry Steve.
3: Larry Steve. The first
0: piggy of wrestling. In
2: love with Larry
3: Steve. <laughs> God, I,
2: I, the instant I saw Larry Steve, because I've always, like, um, folks who follow me and some of the other things I do know that I have, uh, aside from corgis and my cats specifically, I love, I love, love, love teacup pigs. But the thing about teacup pigs is that they're not real. They are uh, essentially small potbelly pig piglets who the owners are given terrible information from horrible breeders and told to underfeed them and they get really sick and then they die. But when you are Alexa Bliss and you actually do the research and you go like, oh, yeah, no, like I know that this pig is like going to get bigger and then like, you know, she loves him and she takes care of him and he has his own little wheel, and just the cutest photos. And you know how much we pop for Wrestle Pets up in this piece. I loved that pic so much. There just nothing, no pure soul
3: on the planet. I wish I could have met him and hugged him and booped his little snoop. Right. We could have done that charity walk with him that he did. He did a charity walk. Larry Steve raised money for charity. Um, also, you know, I want to shout out to his his other parent, Buddy Murphy, uh, yes. who who remained in his life after his parents broke up, which I thought was yeah. good co parenting of a good pig Good co parenting mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, Larry Steve. What I, I I remember when we first saw Larry Steve because he was on Total Divas, right? She had yes. Larry Steve mm-hmm. when she was
2: on Tote Steve's. I believe that's and, when she got him was for an episode. Right? during an episode, it was her and Naya, I think.
1: Welcome home, little piggy. Yeah. New member of the family, Larry Steve. Huh. He's just so
3: obsessed with the food.
2: Dude, he's like me.
3: Oh, you only need to give him a fourth cup. That's way more than a fourth cup. <laughs> it's a little waddle. I know. I never felt like Alexa was a natural fit on Total Divas. Like she did not feel comfortable on the show. She didn't really seem like where she knew where she wanted to be. But you know was a natural fucking fit for that show? You know was a natural star as soon as the camera was on him? Who? Larry fucking Steve. Larry no fucking Steve. Larry Steve. What a pig. I mean, I know we've got a history of what a pig, because, you know, we've got Charlotte's Web, <laughs> we've Some got Babe. Pig. It's a pig, big personality porky. and a lot of pigs. Got got Porky. Kind of porky. Less, she less so Porky. Uh, but <laughs> I do enjoy a pig. Uh, and that pig was fucking massive. Uh, can we take a moment to say how enormous that pig was? Because he was pig. a really big boy. Uh, and Alexa way. would still pick him up And put him in the bed every night Which I thought was very good of a Weird but very good it's of It's good up. workout
0: has, has Liv Morgan yeah. Does Liv Morgan have a pig? Am I Am I losing my mind? Uh, to the Instagram Yeah look up Liv Morgan pig Actually pray, Maybe don't look that up Found to be a pig There is Oh
2: he's See? a big boy
0: So there is An heir apparent To Larry Steve's uh, Legacy Someone oh. who can carry Hopefully With honor mm-hmm. and dignity And grace Mm-hmm. carry the mantle of top wrestling pig because larry steve is with us no longer yeah that's a cute pig that's a real cute pig
2: oh they've got and a larry yeah steve. yeah she's got like a big black one too yeah Aww.
3: that's good that makes me happy it makes me feel like larry steve has left a a legacy on this earth mm-hmm. as as one of the greatest wrestle pets and i do think he will go down in history as one of the greatest wrestle pets yes, of all time for sure uh and I loved his memorial Instagram show. Also, sorry, mm. co-starring Freddie Prinze Jr. And I believe Sir Michelle Geller also made an appearance. Sure, mm-hmm. uh, on his memorial Instagram show that raised a fuck ton of money, which yeah. is amazing. Even from beyond,
0: Larry Steve is helping people and raising money for charity, and that is it's the definition of. And then a hero comes along with the strength to carry on. Look, I don't. I don't. Can't think of a wrestle pet. That I hold in higher esteem, and I do not count because Larry Steve was not a performer. Larry Steve was a uh-huh, personality, no. but no. like so, Court sure, Short, Matilda's great, the British bulldog, Damien the snake, we know, obviously. we know Frankie yeah, the, Mr.
2: Pa- the parrot, great workers. Mm-hmm.
0: We, we know, we know these animals. We know Pepper, Al Snow's deceased dog <laughs> that he ate. Um, but I feel like Larry Steve is the most notable single pet like Natty's got a ton of the cats the cats are like when you have a a trillion pets none of them can reach the same level of fame it's not good for the other pets in the household but Larry Steve I know
3: Larry also shared Alexa's love with some dogs as well right but I do feel like like Larry took over as like chief pet like he was chief pig in charge oh yeah uh, yeah, yeah. he was
2: the the Michael to the rest of their Jackson 5 yes
3: totally Oh, Larry. Gone but not forgotten. Larry Steve, to give him his full, proper government name. Always oh, in my heart. We oh, miss you.
0: Hurt. We love you, Larry Steve. And uh, we hope that all of the future porcine pets of wrestlers are able mm-hmm. to live up to your mighty, impressive hoofprints. Let's talk a little bit, very briefly, about Larry Steve's owner, who you may or may not know is WWE superstar Alexa Bliss who's a multiple time women's champion.
1: And since I wasn't to get the rematch that I deserve,
3: I swear to God, you say what one more time. I think, and
1: they all think that you should return the SmackDown
3: Women's title to me.
0: Went from being the cheerleader, which she was in real life. They they sort of used that like cheerleader, sort of Disney princess kind of vibe that she had in NXT, like a pixie. Yeah, pixie. Yeah, she was was a, very she Disney. Like she's glitch- like super variant. into Disney. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Like half mm-hmm. like half of of active wrestlers around the world, she's a huge Disney fan, um and works a lot of a lot of elements into her various costumes.
3: A lot of hidden Mickey's in those yeah. uh, big time gears, yeah.
0: I'm I'm going to throw out what may be a controversial take. I think she is under pre- appreciated as a champion for what she did in her time as champion, and part of that comes from being active at the same time as the four horsewomen, who everybody mm-hmm. wanted all four of them to have the belt all the time. But she did fantastic work. Is she is a a, a really really good heel? She's not a bad babyface, but she really shines as a heel incredible promo better than you think she is in the ring yes and I think that that the worst thing to happen to to her was Bray Wyatt agreed looks like I saved the best surprise for last and our fun is just getting started yowie (laughs)
1: wowie
0: bye see ya bye
2: It was really fun for a minute, and if there was anybody on either roster—men's uh, roster, women's roster—that was going to be able to like pull that off, you're you're going to want it to be someone with the mic skills of an yeah. Alexa Bliss. Yes, um, I that that's not even a question. Uh, so, was it great for the continuation of that character if that's what you were into, and you missed seeing it on your TV? Even though it is very blatant uh, <laughs> gimmick theft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Was it great if you like Alexa Bliss? No. And it did give us some great things. Like uh, Lily is creepy and all of that stuff was weird and dorky and dumb and I loved it. But no, it, it's because how do you get her out of this? What are they doing with her now? But they you know? could have got
3: her out of it like at any moment when she was off. But now it's like they just keep ramming it down our throats and I I need it to go away. And it makes me so sad because like Hal says, there was a moment when Alexa Bliss was on top of everything. Um and I think it was it was strange at the time because she came up from NXT. We saw her in NXT as Glitter Fairy Alexa Bliss and doing Nonsense, blowing glitter on people and really just making a mess of the ring makes a mess of the ring. Don't yeah. also people don't put glitter in envelopes and packages or confetti. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Don't do it. You think it's funny and cute? It's not. People open that and then it's all over their homes. Uh, so she was doing that. Then obviously she turned uh, when they put her with um Blake and Murphy. Mm-hmm. Remember that was guys? Oh
2: man, yeah. that was that NXT run was fantastic. Right, yeah. that was Good really fun, too. and they did a yeah.
3: bunch of stuff with like. and Carmella and that was cool like when you I love when you have like mixed gender gangs like Mm -hmm. as we know as we know so I loved it they had each other to play with and fight with it was so fun that she was so clearly the boss She was clearly, like, like, the ringleader. And really, like, yes. sort of that same vibes as Judgment Day where, like, Rhea was at the front and center. It really felt like Alexa was front and center in the Blake and Murphy situation. She was clearly running things, Mm -hmm. which was really fun. And she did all that cool horror movie gear and, like, (sighs) leaned into the red and the black and all that cool stuff. And then she came up and it was just like, she's champion now and she'll be champion forever. And I do remember at the time being like, wait, what? She's been champion a million times. And it did sort of feel there was a feeling that someone liked her and that someone was going to make sure she had a belt on her all the time because Mm. she just seemed to constantly have a belt for a minute but it's almost a similar feeling to me as a Seth Rollins where it's like yeah she always had a belt because they needed to put a belt on someone who would be reliable with it and good with it and could talk and could make it feel important mm. and she always did like even mm. if you weren't super into that story even if it wasn't the key story or the key person you were interested in sometimes someone just has to have it sometimes someone has to carry it for you and like deal with it and we saw Seth do that a bunch especially over the pandemic time which mm. <laughs> which was still in uh, <laughs> but back in the early days when you know Seth was just really doing so much work of carrying the company and, and holding it together. I think Alexa did a lot of that with whichever women's title she had whenever she had it. It was like, she's just got it. She's doing a good job. She's great on the mic. She does the cool thing around her head when she holds it up. That yeah. that, I that, that goes a really long way with me, being able to walk to the ring and hold the, hold the title up behind your head. I'm like, oh, I like seeing her do that. Give her another belt. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's made me really sad what's happened since. It honestly has made me really sad. And I don't know... If it's that the heat has gone off her backstage, I don't know if it's sh- if she is less invested. You know, she has a lot going on in her personal life now. Maybe she's not as invested as once she was. I don't know. I've seen a ton of interviews with her. I've interviewed her. Uh, she's a really interesting character. I think people expect her to just be this little bundle of joy and excitement mm. and she, when I interviewed her, she was a fucking delight. like I loved talking to her. We talked about a bunch of different stuff and she was she talked about her eating disorder stuff. she talked about like her dizzy she literally talked about every possible um, mm. th- thing that she could talk about and she was happy to talk on every topic and she was articulate and well spoken on every topic. Um, but I've also heard interviews where she's not that like and she's still articulate but she's not especially peppy or up to do it. You know, And I'm like, and why should she be? I always think that's really interesting when people perceive you to be a way because of how you appear. And then if you're not that, they get mad about it.
2: Right. Because you're not the person that they made up in their head. That yeah. you were.
0: And part of your job as a public figure, especially in, in that, is to do a ton of press. And yeah. she's obviously very good at it. But it, anybody who has any job has days and times where... They're just not at their best with it for a yeah. million different reasons.
2: Yeah, like she is one where I feel like if she eventually decides to go off and do something else, um, I think that she would be one of those people where I'm like, man, what are they going to do without the business? I don't know. She'll fucking figure it out. Yeah, she'll you be know? fine.
3: Should be absolutely fine. Yeah. And yeah. I do. And
2: of course, we all love those stories of like, you know, oh, you know, I've been watching wrestling since I was a kid. And like, you know, we, we love hearing about like the people who have been marks since they were like out of the womb and then grow up and then they live their dream and, and all of this other stuff. But like a lot of our favorite wrestlers didn't go into wrestling thinking that they were, you know, they didn't it, even if it was something that they liked and that they watched, it wasn't something they thought that they would ever be doing for themselves. But that doesn't mean that they're not like still fucking amazing and passionate. Passionate and they care about it, um, obviously, because it's their career. But it's not like they're, they're not not everyone's like Daniel Bryan, where it's like he's going to die in the ring, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. For every Bailey who wrote themselves a letter when they were like 10, mm. you've got a Bianca who was, you know, recruited by Mark Henry when they were in their 20s. You know, right. I, I think that's perfectly reasonable. It's just it's fascinating to me when people... Only want to stand the people that feel like it's their whole life. I love that for her. I love that she has a bunch of other stuff. And and to healthy. have overcome so much. Like I she really, healthy. she has suffered so much and struggled so much with eating disorders. And I do think it's incredible that she's talked so much about it. And mm-hmm. she has done so much uh, to raise that because it was wild to sit and talk to her about it when you think about how beautiful she is and like how athletic she is and to even talk to her now having gone through what she's gone through and done all the work that she's done she was still sitting there saying across the table from me saying like oh it's still really hard and I, I struggle with finding something to eat on the road and I think oh I can't wear that gear today because I hate how I look today and I think it's just so important that she is spreading that message and she is talking and she doesn't have to, she shouldn't have to, but I think it's incredible that she does. Yeah.
2: That yeah. she's chosen to do that for other people who also struggle. It's great.
0: Absolutely. Uh, our friend Darren Jackson had a great comment on Alexa bliss that I want to share. I loved that Alexa in her first five runs as champion was basically the anti horsewoman. Mm. They just couldn't stop her. And it was hilarious. Kind of like Jay White to Okada. Mm. If you've got more to say about Alexa Bliss in her career, go to our Facebook group via the links in our show notes. And when we come back, we've got three things from wrestling that we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights.
3: Hi, I'm Biz, host of One Bad Mother. Whether you're a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent.
2: I signed my stepson up for a camp that is actually in another state. I feel really stupid and I don't think we're going to get the money back. And then he found out that the car manual is a book about cars. So now he's reading our car manual we
3: ha- are, I, I, uh. so join us each week as we judge less, laugh more and remind you that you are doing a great job. Download one bad mother on maximumfun.org and yes, there will be swears.
1: Tides and Bites podcast.
0: Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Ah, Sneezy girl, Danielle. And... Lindsay Kelk. This week, we're going to share some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Watch my three count. One, two, on Oh, sick. <laughs> Neil, what would you like to put over?
2: Man... This has been a real weird week for wrestling. I feel like we say that every week, um, but this was uh, yet another real real weird one. Um, lots of online chatter and debates uh, about Effie uh, uh, doing a move that some folks didn't like. For, for me, it's not my favorite, but that doesn't, I, Effie's a great dude, but it just, I don't need to see any more of that. We had, uh, what else happened? We had um, Titus. Uh, being busted out of whatever, uh, I assume they keep him like Wait, in Plexiglas. Are you plexiglass. Over
0: Effie doing the move? I'm not sure. No, what-
2: I'm not putting. I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm recapping all of the weirdness of this week.
0: Okay, this this is your three count. You want to put over all the weirdness that happened. Yes, yeah, so I'm putting okay, over like all right. the want, weirdness. I got of this confused. Weird. I just no, I'm to not be, putting that over. No, I, didn't I think don't, you were. That's why I was like, why are, this is the three count? Why are we? No, 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 why no. Why is I don't, this happening not, here?
2: No, I do not like that. But uh, no, no, no. I know. But those, you so know. that happened. And then, um, and then yes, Titus coming out. Uh, uh they they broke glass in case of emergency because when you want respectability, <laughs> that's when <laughs> you pay Titus to come out. Those were all weird. But this is the weirdest thing that happened this week, I have to say. Kevin Gates, uh, the rapper, and Jermaine Dupri, Janet's ex, were both at AEW during the Weird Shark Show. And Kevin Gates, who is a very, very odd man, straight up, I am convinced that this was a shoot punch, punched Tony Nese right in his face. I've done wrestle moves with friends before for like shows and they always say I would rather you hit me for real than it look really bad and I have to fake it and then I look like the asshole. So he was probably told if you can't do a fake punch, just actually punch me. Oh, um, but it gives me a reason to just be like, hey, guys, go. Uh, just Google Kevin Gates. Just have yourself a little Google. ah, oh, Because he's a weird <laughs> dude. See, that's it. There's not real value judgment on that. Just like, man what a weird fucking week
0: It's uh, a real weird week that's okay it. i got gotcha. you yeah.
3: danielle lindsey <laughs> how
0: sorry lindsey
3: i can't <laughs> it's too hot it's man stuck on it's too hot it's i too can't hot. even
0: blame it on that i'm just i'd go ahead it's been it's, it's been, been a, whole it's week. been a tough two and a half years let's go yeah, <laughs> Lindsay. I am.
3: I am thrilled to know be putting name. over uh, something that I am actually really excited. I just started listening, and I'm I'm gonna listen some more. Uh, the Sami Zayn, uh, Steve Austin, Broken Skull session. Um, I've been really excited about this one. I keep saying I'm not excited about things, but I have actually been genuinely excited to listen to this. I've seen some little clips, and I just think these are two let's use Steve's words two cats I want to see in a room together Uh, I feel like the increasing (laughs) wokeness of Steve Austin is something I am enjoying and I think it will be really interesting to see him with the Bernie Sanders of wrestling uh, just chatting about all kinds of stuff I'm really excited to see where it goes Uh, and the bits I've seen look really fun the word association game clip went up I don't know if you've seen that yet Mm. but uh, yeah I'm putting that over because I think smart choice on WWE's part to put these two together I always think it's interesting to see who goes on broken skull sessions, uh, because mm. obviously like I'm sure Steve gets to say, and obviously WW.E gets to say, and then whoever they ask like jumps at the chance. But it's like, who is Steve choosing to put on, given how infrequently he does them and how big of a deal it is when you think about who's been on there? Yeah, So I love to see that it's Sammy, because if I know anyone has a lot to say, it is one Mr. Sammy Zane. Yes. So check that out.
0: Love it, Santana Jackson is not a name that every wrestling fan may know, but he exploded virally a while back for being the Michael Jackson that beat a shit out of the beat the shit out of a guy at the Fremont Street Experience in Las Vegas where he <laughs> worked. That video was great. Not only in MJ live at the Tropicana on Monday nights, but is also a professional wrestler slash Michael Jackson tribute artist and the creator of the Moonwalk DDT. That that last piece is from his Twitter bio. Uh, there's a recent video of him going around in which he has the his uh, he wears different era of michael of mj gear and this time he was thriller michael jackson but who had transformed into a werewolf not from the music part of the video where he where he turns into a zombie but in the in the film that they're watching and at the very end of the video you get the sense he about to turn into a werewolf there's the great that great rick baker effect of him right. turning into the werewolf Fresh off of of off of an American Werewolf in London, as a matter of fact, yes, that so, yes, it
3: was so directed by him as well.
0: Here's video of of Mondays. a werewolf, Michael Jackson, aka Santana Jackson, uh, performing an elbow drop. <laughs> captivating audio i know but i i do want to point out the videos (laughs) he obviously the guy makes money outside of wrestling dancing like michael jackson so him doing the moves and incorporating them to matches fun the moonwalk ddt is a lot of fun to watch i caught my eye and tickled me and i was like wait isn't that the guy who laid out the drunk asshole in the middle of fremont street (sighs) Mm -hmm. and it was was the same guy so there you go santana jackson at sj moonwalk ddt on twitter Uh, Hopefully, I'm sure now that I've put this over, he's going to wind up being a terrible person involved in some (laughs) heinous crime. But for this shining moment, he is an entertaining wrestler to watch in this video. And I enjoyed watching him uh, knock out an obnoxious tourist as well. So there you go.
2: Yeah, that video, I think I still have that in my save somewhere.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's really something special to see. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Daniel Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me. Hell Lubblin. You can follow me at Hell Lubblin on social medias. I was on Good Christian Fun this week, which is a great headgum podcast, uh hosted, co-hosted by my pal Kevin Porter. So mm-hmm. check that out. And I recorded another Marvel by the month. That's coming soon. So you can find me there in addition to my other podcasts and and other fun stuff that I will promote when it is released. I have like one more thing. Well, two things. One Ooh. that is that is more eminently going to be released. Uh, that I will tell you about when I can. And until then, if you want to go back and hear things I was excited about, listen to Squirrel Girl, Unbeatable Radio Show, in which I play MODOK. Danielle?
2: Um, Yeah, just follow me, uh, uh, Danielle Radford, on Twitter. I think it's like just uh, Danielle underscore Radford on Instagram. Um, I don't really, uh, 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 I'm working on kind of my own stuff right now, trying to Get together this writing package and things. So yeah, just uh, keep watching those Honest Trailers uh, and we'll keep making them. And I can keep making my rent.
3: Thank you. And the cats, thank you. Lindsay. At Lindsay Kelk everywhere. Uh, not doing the work i'm supposed to be doing so come say hi <laughs> um yeah books i got books uh, i keep banging on about them i got so many of them now it's because they bring them out in hardback and then paperback so it just feels like it's never-ending but it's really not never-ending and i do need to sell them so that i can keep a roof over mine and the cat's hair same as uh, danielle uh so i like, do feel free to check them out <laughs> on a night like this just came out in paperback in the uk which is thrilling uk listeners you can get it for tesco for like three pounds 50 or something insane that's basically free it took me a year to write that book and you can get it for like three pounds 50 what um that's like the price of a coffee in some places (laughs) um but yeah on a night like this out everywhere perfect summer read perfect summer read said someone on instagram so uh go check that out thanks guys
0: our producer is Puns of Funk, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. You can find those in the show notes, and that's also where you can find—that's right—the official Tights and Fights T-shirt. Get one if you don't have one already. Then there's a hole in your life that is T-shirt size and we have just the shirt to fit it. We'll be back next week for more. You guessed it, wrestling.
1: Rides and, and bites maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.